Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Marriage Church Annual Read. I'm Linda, and I'll be your host for today. How would you feel if you had a plan in place and you were going to do something special and amazing for the Lord and His Church? Then something happened and you realized that God wanted you to do something else. Would you be upset, angry at God, telling everyone who would listen how unfair God was being, that God really doesn't know what He's doing? Uh, probably not. But that's exactly what happened to King David of Israel. David was a warrior king and with the Lord's help conquered the promised land for the nation of Israel. He had built himself an imposing home and now his desire was to build a magnificent temple for God in which the Holy Ark of the Covenant of God would be sheltered. That was very noble of David and even when David told the prophet Samuel about his plans, Samuel agreed that it would be a wonderful idea. But God had other plans for David which didn't include building his temple. As the prophet Samuel sought the Lord, God told him to tell David that his son Solomon was to build the temple. Now, why would God do that to David? After all, David was called a man after his own heart by God. God says to David in 1 Chronicles 28.3, You must not build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. God's temple was to be a place of prayer and peace. So David summoned Solomon and gave him all the plans for the temple, including the storerooms, the upstairs rooms and inner rooms, and the inner sanctuary, which was the place of atonement. David's plans were handed over to someone else. All of his hours of planning and forethought were just handed over to Solomon. You see, David's part in building the temple was to be the equipper. Not only did David give over his plans, but he also gathered all the material that Solomon would need to complete the building of God's temple. And there was no complaining on David's part. He didn't say, I hate this, or this isn't fair. He wasn't even angry toward God. He was simply thankful that God allowed him to have a part in the building of God's temple. And then David offered a prayer for Solomon. So, now with God as our witness, and inside of all Israel the Lord's assembly, I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God so that you may continue to possess this good land and leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance. Scripture tells us that we are the temple of God. 1 Corinthians three sixteen through 17 states that we are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in us. Just as the Ark of God's Covenant in the Holy of Holies was overshadowed by the presence of God, we too are filled with his presence. And like David equipped Solomon with everything that he needed to build the temple, our scripture for today declares that the God of peace will equip you for everything good for doing his will. So everything that we need to live a life that pleases God is supplied by God. We don't have to worry that we won't have enough to serve him since he will supply all that we need. What does God want us, his temple to look like? One aspect of our lives should exhibit the presence of God's spirit. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 tells us that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now that's quite a list. But the good news is that fruit is produced by the Lord Jesus using the Spirit of God in our lives. He wants us to live his life through us. 
We're not asked to live the Christian life, but as J. Vernon McGee states, we are asked to let him live through us. He is the one who equips us to be kind, loving, joyful, and even faithful. When Jesus was on earth, his disciples had a hard time exhibiting some of those characteristics of Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Peter wasn't faithful as he denied his Lord three times. On another occasion, when the temple guards tried to arrest Jesus, Peter cut off one of the guards' ears. That was not exactly an act of love. And then when Jesus was not around, the disciples began to argue about who would have the seat of honor in Jesus' kingdom. Not exactly an example of peace there. Jesus often told his disciples that he would have to die in order for the Holy Spirit to come. His Spirit living in them would equip them to let the Spirit work in their lives and to lead them to holiness. And after the death and resurrection of Jesus and empowered by the Holy Spirit, they changed the world. As Andrew Murray explains, since we have everything we need, we should then live in it. Walk in the Spirit and we will not give in to the flesh, but instead we will live in the glory of God. God is at work in us, both to do his will and to work for his good pleasure. And we get the blessing of the presence of God in our earthly bodies, God's temple. Let's pray from our devotional. Lord, help me to realize that all that I learn of the more abundant life is meant not only for my benefit, but also for the winning of others. It is in your holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.